Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. I thought of this episode yesterday when I was driving. I live in a rural area and the speed's technically 80K and most of us go around 90K or sometimes 95K. Anyway, I was going to a meeting and this car in front of me decides to go the entire way 70K. And I found myself getting super impatient and going like, what the hell? And what's this person thinking? And why are they driving like this? And I was getting pretty anxious and impatient and angry. So I thought of this episode eventually after I calmed down. And it's all about slowing down. Notice that when we say, oh, he's slowing down, we're often talking about somebody getting older, and we mean it pejoratively. We mean they're late in life, and they're not able to do as much, and that's a bad thing, we think. In fact, slowing down is a practice that can help us live more. When I finally relaxed into the slower speed, by the way, it's just single lane going each way and it's got lots of twists and turns and corners, so it's pretty hard to pass somebody. So eventually I relaxed into the slower speed and I started to notice my surroundings. I started to see things that I wouldn't have seen when I was in all that rushing. In my life, I've tended to be hurried a lot. Certainly when I was growing up, I was always anxious to achieve. I think that's when I was young, my parents had grown up in the depressions. They'd grown up in Saskatchewan in the dust bowls of the prairies in the 30s and the war in the 40s. And both of them had had huge financial issues with their family and they were very anxious when I was growing up about me achieving, me doing well at school, and all that kind of stuff. And there was always that sense of achieving quickly, achieving the first time. When I got out into the working world eventually, I noticed it wasn't enough to just achieve. The focus was on achieving quickly. We celebrated the people who were successful quicker or younger. When I first became a lawyer, it was around the time that there were a lot of dot-com millionaires. I remember we worked with this one guy who was 24 years old and he sold his company for a ton of money when he was 24 years old. And that was celebrated, his high achievement by age 24. Uh, in the newspapers, they'd run articles on the best 30 under 30 lawyers or the best 40 under 40 in a particular profession. 
we assumed that achieving more or younger was a good thing. As a lawyer at a large firm, I worked for one of the big accounting firms. I worked with large companies, large public companies, and everything both for us and for them was about quarterly results, which meant rapid growth measured at regular intervals. And that was the key measure. The question always was, how quickly were we growing? When we had strategy meetings, it was always about how quickly are we growing and how quickly are we growing well relative to somebody else. Even once I got into the coaching world, we tended to look at the few coaches who made millions quickly or became famous quickly, and those were our role models. The people who did well quickly there continued to be that rush to success. And here's what I also noticed. Absolutely none of that rushing made us happy. We might have a few titillating moments of, let's pat ourselves on the back. But those moments were fleeting because that drive, that need to rush forward propelled us to obsess about the next thing that we quickly decided we needed to rush towards once we accomplished the first thing. Savvy souls, our desire to succeed and to succeed quickly, to get there quickly, fuels us with an impatience to get to the next thing. And when we get there, we don't stop to appreciate it before we get to the next thing after that. And then we don't stop to appreciate that before we start trying to get to the next thing after that. That rushing feeling enters every aspect of our lives even when we're driving through gloriously beautiful farm fields like I was doing. We obliterate noticing any of that because it seems so important to get to that meeting one or two minutes earlier. I often think about this kid I knew when I was very young. His name was David and he was a child prodigy. When he was five, before we even started school, he played piano for the Queen. Well, I guess that's probably always a big deal, but we were in Saskatchewan in Canada, so that was really a big deal. When he was six, he played Mozart. He was in grade one at our school assembly. By the time I went to high school, when I started grade nine, he had already finished all of high school. He had skipped grades five times. So this boy clearly had promise. He was a true talent, exceptionally smart. He finished high school before I was in grade nine. Like that is so fast. But when I followed his career later, I looked him up, I think when I was around 40, I discovered that he'd never really gone anywhere, not nowhere big. He was puttering along as a piano teacher. He never really made it. I used to feel badly for him because he was always under so much pressure to continue to be that child prodigy. Okay, I don't know him at all. I haven't spoken to him since grade one, but it seemed to me that he certainly missed childhood. It certainly seemed he was missing normal social interactions. And why? 
because his parents were pushing him to go as fast as possible, just because he was capable of it. I also saw this in law school. Some of the students were admitted early. In Canada, at least, law school is mostly a graduate degree, usually half a degree in something else before you go. But they have early admittance for a few kids, or they used to, if you just had a couple years of university. And the kids that were admitted early were the most exceptional ones, the ones with the highest marks. And it was really interesting to watch them in law school because they're never the ones that ended up being at the top of their class because they needed to slow down. They needed to have slowed down and have that extra experience, that extra life experience that would have given them the wisdom to do better. All this rushing to progress, it makes us lose the thread. It makes us lose the enjoyable bits of life. It shifts our attention always towards the future and never to what's happening right now. It shows up in the big things, but also the small things, the being stuck in traffic or our anxiety for the person to stop speaking so we can leave and get on to the next thing. We don't really listen to them. When we're hurried like this, life passes us by. The good news is that the exact opposite is true. When we slow down, when we ditch our impatience for things to be different, our world opens up. This is something I've had to come back to over and over again. This year, I'm naturally impatient. So it's a lesson for me to learn how to slow down. But the kind of creativity that's important to me, my art, my paintings, my best coaching concepts, my best ideas, they never, never come from being rushed. They come from the slow moments when I have time to think, to contemplate, to let ideas percolate, let ideas surface. Right now, I'm sitting in my yoga room thinking about what I want to tell you in this episode. This room has windows on three sides and I'm facing the garden. There's a yellow tree and it's losing its leaves. I'm watching each yellow leaf fall to the ground one by one. Behind the tree, there's a bright red sumac. Behind that, a yellow maple, still holding onto its leaves. Behind that, in the distance, giant leafless trees whose exposure to the wind caused them to already lose all their leaves last week. Behind that, blue sky. As I sit here in my comfortable chair, my dog sleeping by my side, looking at those trees, thinking about you, life feels pretty much perfect. It's moments like this when I think, yes, this is it. It's moments like this that we get our best ideas because our best ideas surface when we slow down, when we have time to breathe, when we lose the rushed feeling of stress, when our mind is busy searching for answers. I think it was early 2017 when I first encountered Eckhart Tolle. He's the author of this book called The Power of Now. He's kind of a guru about staying in the moment. Before I encountered him, 
I'd always been stressed and anxious and impatient. I'd always been rushed. I'd always felt a huge sense of urgency about pretty much everything. Eckhart was telling us that our focus on the future, our fussing about the past, was the cause of our suffering. He asked us to notice how the thoughts in our minds that cause us to be anxious or afraid or disappointed or regretful, those were thoughts about what might go wrong, what has gone wrong in the past. He got us to notice, oh, I'm okay right here. I'm sitting in a chair. I can feel my feet on the floor. I can feel my body here. I can look around the room. I can notice I'm safe. I can notice I'm breathing. There's no problem right now. He was showing us that we're okay in the present moment. He was showing us that it is our rushing to get somewhere else that detracts from the quality of our lives. He was showing us that life exists in the present moment. It's hard to hold on to this realization. Our society is so focused on what we'll achieve next. We're focused on rushing towards the next job, the next opportunity, the next thing we'll do. We're focused on the distant point in the future when we can retire or have time for ourselves or pursue something we always wanted because then we'll enjoy life. I've noticed that even those of us who leave a corporate career to pursue something we've always wanted, like when I left my legal job to paint, or when I started to coach because I'd always dreamed of working with people to help them, even then, if we don't change our habits, we can make even those things, those things we always wanted to do, subject to a new set of pressured goals, things we feel like we need to achieve quickly. I've seen far too many people pursue a dream and then forget to enjoy it, to become utterly miserable with the new metrics and challenges and rush to succeed. I had a thought for myself earlier this year. I think it was one of my peer coaches who said to me, Heather, what if there's no time frame for doing that? What if you just get to do it? Naturally, what if you let it happen in its own time? You just choose the next step each day to get there. You don't worry about the day after that. What if you allow yourself to actually enjoy the journey? For me, that was a good reminder of something I'd known and forgotten and the best possible advice. I've stepped back from I need to accomplish this in 2022 and then that in 2023. Instead, it's just, I'm just going to keep exploring. I'm just going to do things as they occur to me, as they call to me, as they entice me. I'm going to keep inviting people to work with me or attend my workshops or see my art when that feels like a great experience for both of us. I'm not going to set a schedule. I'm just going to wake up every day and do the thing that feels most aligned with the direction I'm heading, the thing that feels most productive, given what I'm mentally, physically, spiritually equipped to do today. I'm going to rest lots, 
Take long reflective moments. Let the creative ideas bubble up. I'm going to let my enjoyment of the now infuse my work with the joy I feel when I'm not rushed, when I'm going slow, when I'm experiencing life. Savvy souls, that's my prescription today for you. Notice when you're rushing and feeling stressed. Ask yourself, is this hurrying really that important? Is this actually as urgent as I'm believing? How is it true that it's not important to get this done by five o'clock? How is it true that it's not actually urgent? I think you'll find that lots of times things actually aren't urgent. It's actually not important to get it done today. Notice how the rushing makes you feel. Notice the stress and anxiety aren't actually helpful. How they don't help you get anywhere faster. Slow down, savvy souls. Take time to rest. Take time to luxuriate in the moment. Enjoy the present moment. Be where you are. As Eckhart says, be in the being, not in the doing. Notice how much richer your life feels when you stop rushing, slow down, and enjoy the rich experiences life's ready to offer you every day. Happiness, savvy souls, is when you fully experience each moment. Experience every moment this week, savvy souls. See you next week. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.